Are you passionate about nutrition and looking for a way to start sharing your knowledge with others through a respected credentialed education program? Then check out the Nutrition Therapy Association, NTA, at nutritionaltherapy.com. The NTA trains and certifies nutritional therapy practitioners and consultants by emphasizing the bio-individuality and the wide range of dietary strategies that support overall wellness. The NTA encourages local, whole, properly prepared, nutrient-dense foods as the key to restoring balance and enhancing the body's ability to heal. You can become a Nutritional Therapy Practitioner, NTP, in just nine months of 15 to 20 hours a week commitment, and it includes three multi-day hands-on workshops with live info sessions twice monthly. Registration is currently live through February the 6th, 2017, and financial aid is available as well. Learn more by calling the NTA toll-free at 800-918-9798 and sign up now for the 10th annual NTA conference coming to Vancouver, Washington on March the 3rd through the 5th, 2017. Learn more about becoming an NTP at nutritionaltherapy.com. From the makers of Quest Bars comes an exciting new product line for those of us interested in the ketogenic lifestyle. It's called Quest Keto, and these innovative foods will make your pursuit of ketosis that much more convenient and tasty. There are a myriad of sweet and savory snacks, as well as ready-to-eat frozen meals, including ketogenic cinnamon rolls, sandwiches, biscuits, flatbread frittatas, and so much more. I've personally tried all of these new Quest Keto products, and they are the real deal, offering delicious, truly keto-friendly foods that don't negatively impact your blood sugar or blood ketone levels. Check out the full line of new ketogenic meals and more at questketo.com. You can experience all the health benefits of keto on the go, anytime, anywhere, thanks to Quest Keto. Coming up in episode 1193, Anna Vocino. Connecting and educating and making the world a more informed and healthier place. You're listening to the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. You've helped change so many lives and give us all the courage to take on the rest of the world. This is the longest running health podcast on the air today. You've done so much to spread the word about how diet matters. Over 1,000 episodes strong and counting. The amount of live that you've changed at this point is incalculable. And now, here's our host and international best-selling author. You're like the LL Cool J of podcast, Jimmy Moore. Hey, hey, guys. We're back here with the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show with Jimmy Moore. And I'm very privileged to welcome one of my fellow podcasters and a pretty cool chick. Her name is Anna Vocino. She's a voiceover talent, stand-up comedian who also happens to be a celiac who writes cookbooks. She co-hosts the Fitness Confidential podcast with Vinnie Tortorich, and she has voiced hundreds of commercials, cartoons, movies, promos, radio stations, and video games, which is a super cool day job to support her passion for food blogging and cookbook authoring. Her new cookbook that we're going to talk about here today is an Amazon bestseller. It's called Eat Happy, Gluten-Free, Grain-Free, Low-Carb Recipe 
recipes for a joyful life. It has 154 easy to make low carb recipes. They're all delicious comfort food, uh, foods that are free from sugars and grains. She also has to cook for her husband, a teenage daughter and a tiny little dog. Man, that dog must be really lucky. Uh, so there you go. That's who Anna Vocino is. Welcome to the show, Anna. Thank you for having me, my friend. You know what my memory of you on this show is when you and Vinny uh, eulogized me in episode 1000. If people well, haven't heard episode the... 1000, the very <laughs> yeah. last, I had a bunch of my friends in the community uh, come on and do little little blurbs. Oh, you know, congratulations on a thousand, blah, blah, blah. And Anna and Vinny. <laughs> we can't and, do it normally. Like, I was we just say, can't do something normally. And and you and Vinny came on and, and he started tell, and playing this music. What did he play? Like a little Barry White in the background. And, yeah. And, well, it sounds like Jimmy's dead is what you say. <laughs> I know the way you're saying it. He's not dead. And then, of course, he went into a eulogy because that triggers. You can't say too much to Vinny or it'll trigger some nonsense. But I'm used to it now after four and a half years. So how did that all uh, happen where you met up with him and, and became a part of the Fitness Confidential podcast? I think it was well, uh, Angriest Trainer podcast. It was America's Angriest Trainer. Yeah. It's gone through a few iterations. Um, well, he he had trained me a couple of times, so I knew him. But a mutual friend of ours who was also my uh, voiceover coach and demo producer uh, has known him for 30 years. And she put us together because he had written a book called Fitness Confidential, which yep. I know he's talked about on your show. And it's a great book. And he, Nancy said, you, you got to talk to Anna because he needed to do, to do a podcast to get the book out. And so when he approached me, I had just finished producing a very labor intensive podcast and it was like 2009 to 2011. It was called Yoda and Me and it was scripted and it was very labor intensive because it was script you know what I mean it wasn't off the cuff it had to be very precise oh and it was, a podcast you have exactly exactly <laughs> and it was with the executive producer of Always Sunny in Philadelphia and, oh, and my cool. husband and I was the producer it was really cool but it was very labor intensive and that was back when like I they didn't have like you know word wordpress podcast plugins oh, so like you had to do xml to do podcast now it's, it's so, easy. so easy now <laughs> well it's easy but then does everyone who starts a podcast do they continue with it that's the oh, thing i didn't say it wasn't work but it's easier right, to exactly. get started it's kind of like podcasting it's like just just type in and you don't have to do any html I, you, do you know i still that's, write I my own a, html XML code you do i do i still write Whoa. that a ref equals I, I do <laughs> yes all exactly of that. i love exactly. it because i learned that way I, I was up for it, but when when Vinny said you want to co-host a podcast with me, I was like, no, that no. sounds like a lot of work just to get your book out there. I was yeah. like, no, I'm I'm busy. But then I was kind of like, well, I haven't been doing. I mean, I do a lot voiceover wise, but I haven't been doing like creating my own stuff in a while, so it could be fun. And I always had my blog was at the time gluten free Anna, and I had put on weight even though I had gone gluten-free. And yeah. you know that whole thing where people oh, think yeah. they're going to lose weight when they go gluten-free. I was the opposite. I was a size zero. And then I was diagnosed with celiac in 2002. And then I started just gaining weight, boop, 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 over the years. And Is not realizing. Yep, that's what it felt like. <laughs> I'm trying to make it fun, but it was depressing. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll do what he did was he sent me a copy of the book and I was like, this book is really good and I have to do this project with him. And then yeah. it all kind of went from there. And then we quickly realized when he talked about eating NSNG, no sugars, no grains, which is basically a version of low carb or yeah. paleo or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. 
keto exactly um and which i started doing in 2013 um i adapted all of my recipes and created 100 new ones and made the cookbook yeah this has been like years in the making for anna <laughs> botina because <laughs> <laughs> i remember you talking about well uh, we should write a book and this was like when you had like 25 30 recipes i should write yeah. a book with all these recipes then yeah. he was like yeah let it build a little more <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now well, it's and then built. I didn't even realize I didn't even know what I didn't know about, for instance, recipe writing and yes. all that, all the, th- you know what I mean? Pho- so I had, I, it was a big learning curve. Yeah. yeah f- I learned food photography. Like that there's, was a there's thing. an art to food photography. I did the ketogenic yeah. cookbook with Maria Emmerich and God bless her. Is a great she book. did a lot of that stuff. Thank you. She did a lot of that stuff. And her style was so dark from her self-published books. And then my publisher's like, let's brighten it up. Just do this one or two different things and it just made all the difference in how it, it does it does and, and and you know even silly things like when you're blogging food photographs you don't realize that they're backlit by a computer yes so that when they're printed on the page they actually have to be edited differently like so i went through so many iterations to get it exactly how i wanted it mm-hmm. you know but it was it was good good learning experience something i certainly didn't expect in my life plan but those are the funnest things Absolutely. Now, here you are, you know, doing your career as a voiceover talent, stand up comedian, and then this celiac thing plops into your lap and becomes you, Um, you know, and as much as we don't want it to be us, diabetes, uh, obesity, you know, and all these things that happen to us that lead us to make some sort of life change in our in our diet and in our lifestyle. It became you, and now it's your passion to get the word out about this. Tell us a little bit of that journey. Take us, take us back to those days. Take us back to that. Well, I always ago. say too, like a <laughs> diagnosis is actually the best thing that could happen because then yes. you know. And because sometimes folks have a really hard time getting a diagnosis. the 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 way I got my diagnosis it was because my mom was so sick for so many years. And she was to the point where they were, she was having to get blood transfusions because she wasn't producing enough blood. Mm. And I mean, she had the depression, the the skin rashes, the arthritis, all of the things, except for migraines, which is another typical um, gluten uh, celiac side, side effect. effect yeah. She basically had all the side effects except migraines. And I had just heard about it in passing. So I told her, you know, a friend of mine is a type one diabetic, was avoiding gluten and uh, and I was like, oh, what's gluten? You know, she told me all about it. So I happened to tell my mother that. And I said, maybe test, have them test you for that. And sure enough, that was it. Like the very last thing wow. they were at their wits end with her. They're like, well, I guess you're just going to waste away because we don't know what's wrong with you. So if you get a diagnosis, especially my friends who are now getting diagnosis, like on their five-year-old for celiac or mm-hmm. whatever's going on. I'm like, good. Now, you know, I wish I knew when I was five. What's the test called uh, that people could have run? Oh, gosh. Do you know? Now I'm spacing, like LGA, I think. Okay. Um, it's a, the, what they'll do is a blood test. It's, but it's much, a everyone knows what it is test. now. Yes. Everyone knows what it is now and they test your blood for gluten. So don't, here's the thing. Don't, if you're going to go in for the blood test, you actually need to eat gluten for about two to three weeks beforehand. So your immune system will tag it if you have celiac. Yeah. Um, If you don't, Either way, you have to have gluten in your system in order to see if your immune system is reacting to it. If you're if you come up positive for that, they will generally have you do an endoscopy um, 
and biopsy the top of your intestinal lining, your small intestinal lining, mm-hmm. because what celiac is, is the autoimmune disease of your immune system attacking the villi in your small intestines. Wow. Remember back to biology class in ninth grade, the villi are responsible for absorbing nutrients. I was asleep that day. <laughs> yeah. Well, here, that's why I'm here to tell you, baby. Um, so if you're not absorbing nutrients, then... You're, you have what's called failure to thrive. And a lot of little kids, they now know to test for it in little kids who aren't growing, you know, babies who aren't growing. My niece was 10 days old. And uh, she's actually not my niece by blood, but she also has it. But they tested her. She was vomiting blood. Uh, she wasn't growing. Like a, a 10-day-old baby is supposed to be growing when they come out. <laughs> and hello. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they're, they're getting, they're catching this at earlier phases now. I was 28. My mom was 58. Wow. Now. I think the early journey then was like I was sad and I was angry because I was watching everybody else eat Oreos and I used to eat whatever I wanted and was so skinny, not realizing that I was so sick Um, because I was 28. When you're 28, really, has all of it kicked in yet? No. Like, but if I had waited another 10 years, probably I would have been pretty sick. And you still feel um, invincible at that age, too. Oh, totally. You're, you're running on fume, like uh, just adrenaline and like bravado at 28. Yeah. And I had a two year old at that point. So I did a I did a pregnancy without knowing that I had celiac and I threw up every single day for six and a half months. Mm. And it was awful. I know I come to find out now that's a typical pregnancy of somebody with an autoimmune disease. So if you're out there and you're pregnant and you're barfing. <laughs> A lot, like more yeah. than you should, maybe get tested for something. Did you get gestational anyway, diabetes as well? Um, I was, I did. I, 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 I didn't get all the way into it, but I spilled a lot of sugar every test. Wow. And I had to be on all the monitors and stuff. But, but and that's typical of autoimmune people that yep. have autoimmune. Yep. And I've yeah. got to be still to this day really careful. And that's, I've got to keep it low carb. I cannot... Like this Thanksgiving, I went off the rails and had, my friend made me these gluten. I don't have dairy either. My yeah. friend made me these gluten-free pies. And I was like, okay, well, you know, you made me gluten-free pies. I got to try I, it. I got my blood sugar went so off the rails. Was and I'm dairy not in there? Oh, yeah. It was yeah. all it was terrible. I, I felt like <laughs> it was a good reminder because I had been eating so yeah. cleanly. And it was a really good reminder of like, you know what? It's not worth it. Probably dairy and a is. little bit of sugar. And yeah. <laughs> It was, I just felt awful. Anyway, so I was depressed back in 2002, not realizing that this is the best thing that ever happened to me because I had, I had a DEXA scan. I had osteopenia, Mm. which is almost unheard of in a 28 year old, Mm -hmm. severely anemic. You know, I hadn't absorbed a nutrient my entire life. Like, let's face it. (laughs) That's not good. Um, So I was like, you know, I'm from the South and I'm also half Italian. So all of my favorite comfort foods involve gluten and grains. So I was like, I'm going to make gluten-free lasagna and gluten-free key lime pie that no one would know the difference. Like you could come over to my house and eat it. You wouldn't know the difference. Well, what happens when you cook all those foods? Yeah. (laughs) You know. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You You put on weight. Yeah. You put on weight. And um, so it, it was a blessing to meet Vinny and hear about this new way of eating. Yes. That's now to me my absolute new normal. And there was a lot of diet mentality to unfurl, to peel back. Still and, is, actually. I mean, the more yeah. you get into this, you know, e- even for those of us who've done this a very long time, we still learn things about ourselves. I mean, it wasn't until 2012 that I fully got into getting real serious about ketogenic and making sure, mm-hmm. or, or as you guys call it, keto, uh, making sure you're really into the keto at that point. Um, I'm very and, British the way I say it. <laughs> 
ketosis, Keto, darling. Ketogenic. Ketogenic. Um, and then um, and then adding in fasting is what I've done in the past year or so. So, I mean, there's there's little hacks that you just keep learning, you know, totally. and I'm just I, I'm always excited. And I don't know about you. The more you do this, the more you dig in, the more you interview people, the more you talk to people and learn stuff. You want to keep trying different things. And it's not so much that what you're doing isn't working. It's just, hey, let's just tweak it just a little more to me and add that next element. Absolutely. I agree. And I think, too, it's always good to change things up for your body. Yes. You know, um, so it although, doesn't get too used to what you're doing. I was always amazed when I heard that story that Jennifer Aniston eats a turkey cob salad every day for lunch for like yeah. 20 years. And I was like, how do you hey, do you like, look that good? Bored. You can. Yeah, I know. You. I'm like, it's, you know what I mean? It's like, wow. Which came first, the body or the turkey cob? Be because like Jennifer Aniston. Have turkey cob every day. Just have turkey cob every day. <laughs> Guys, you know my new cookbook is that? the Jennifer Aniston turkey cob diet book. Okay. The turkey cob diet. Inspired mm-hmm. by Jennifer Aniston. Exactly. She sues me. <laughs> and then just have her photo on the front, like 50,000 photos of her on the front. And yeah. Oh my, it was probably, I always actually joked that because I want to strike the word diet from our vocabulary. Oh my goodness, you and me both. I hate it so much because at least for me, I've had to unfurl anorexia, diet mentality. I've been on every single diet. Yeah. Um, Anorexia probably worked the best of all those diets, although that's not one you want to be on for any sort of length of time. Uh, no. Um, <laughs> no, no, you don't. Um, so I talk about it a lot in my stand up because there's well, just like I'm a pro dieter. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was a pro. I was a dancer for 12 years and then I've been being an actress. And that's why I was in denial that I was I would even have celiacs. I'm like, but I don't even eat bread, not yeah. realizing that gluten's and so much other stuff. Um what was I saying? <laughs> and this is the story of Anna Vocino. ADD yeah, still, kicks in from time to time. <laughs> still trying to tweak my brain. Although my brain is better, which is why I called the book Eat Happy. Yes, you it, do. Let's get eating, into the book so we yeah. don't forget about why we're here today. Oh, yeah. We're having so much fun because we're friends. One of the most beloved authors in the ketogenic community is my amazing friend and keto nutrition expert, Maria Emmerich. She has dedicated her life to helping people achieve health and well-being through a low-carb, moderate-protein, high-fat diet. We all know and love Maria's incredible work, including my collaboration with her on the international best-selling book called The Ketogenic Cookbook. Now she's back with another amazing new book set to release on December 27, 2016, in entitled The 30-Day Ketogenic Cleanse. Unlike most juice or other cleanses where you starve yourself throughout the entire process, this cleanse from Maria uses the principles of a whole foods-based ketogenic approach to help you conquer the first 30 days of becoming keto-adapted and reap the full array of benefits right away. In this 432-page book, you'll get a 30-day meal plan, weekly shopping list, 150 scrumptious recipes, that are mostly dairy-free and contain no nut flowers and so much more. This makes a great gift for yourself or anyone looking to get healthy in 2017. Pre-order the book now at Amazon.com and pick up your copy of the 30-Day Ketogenic Cleanse in paperback and ebook versions in Barnes & Noble and Amazon beginning on December the 27th. 
Wouldn't you love to find a nut that is low in carbs, high in fat, and perfect as a healthy ketogenic snack? Well, look no further than Peely Nuts. That's spelled P-I-L-I. Go to eatpeelynuts.com and use the coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 10% off of your order of these one-of-a-kind keto nuts. Peely Nuts are higher in fat than any other nut out there with a whopping 23 grams of total fat, and they have the fewest carbohydrates at just one gram per one ounce serving. Plus, these delicious nuts are loaded with a full array of vitamins and micronutrients, including vitamin E, magnesium, potassium, manganese, calcium, phosphorus, and more because of the mineral-rich volcanic soil that they're harvested from in the Philippines. If you've never tasted a Peely Nut, you'll be pleased to know that it's got a soft bite and a buttery flavor unlike any other nut you've ever put in your mouth. EatPeelyNuts.com is the original company to bring sprouted Peely Nuts to the United States and are also the first to offer them sprouted in coconut oil for added healthy saturated fats. I absolutely love Peely Nuts and I think you will too. Try them for yourself by visiting EatPeelyNuts.com and don't forget to use my special coupon code LLVLC at checkout to get 10% off of your order. Give them a taste and you'll see there's no better nut than a Peely Nut. So uh, the book is called Eat Happy, Gluten-Free, Grain-Free, Low-Carb Recipes for a Joyful Life. So, uh, you know, I know we've talked about it, that you've been gathering these for a little while, but why another low-carb cookbook? <laughs> well, first of all, I want you to understand and praise my use of keywords in the title I of this book. I do love that. The only thing you met, left out was keto. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and well, keto is the hot topic. I know. I know. Maybe I uh, in the next printing. But you know why I didn't want to use keto? Okay, because they're not all keto. I have eat eight in the back. Yeah. I have several. I have like 12 dessert recipes, but eight of them have a form of sugar in them for a splurge. <gasps> dun, dun, I know. Dun. Because I don't like fake sugar. So if yeah. I'm like, you're going to do a splurge, do it right. You and know, here's Anna? A- I have changed my position on this. I used to be one of those who can't have even a gram of sugar. Right. And let's throw a bunch of, you know, whatever, erythritol, stevias, even back in the right. day, Splenda, Nasty Tame, as sure. I call it now. You know, but now I, I, my philosophy is, you know, what, a little bit of the real stuff, not high, not high fructose corn syrup, like that eggnog that I saw at the grocery store earlier today. Mm, the second super. ingredient was yeah. high fructose corn syrup. The third Barf. ingredient was corn syrup. Guess what the fourth ingredient was? Sugarized. Sugar. No, listen, sugarized egg yolks. I'm like, Ew. what? You, you, they couldn't separate that out into you sugar, put sugar and egg yolks. In the egg yolks. <laughs> I guess they thought, well, let's put it with egg yolks. Everybody knows that's well, sort of healthy now. Well, the- <laughs> these egg yolks are sugarized. <laughs> and so I've come to the conclusion that if, as long as you're not overloading it, like in that eggnog, a little bit of sugar is probably better than a whole lot of something fake. Well, here's what I learned, and this this Thanksgiving was actually a really clarifying, edifying moment for me because. In the book, I have a recipe for a paleo pumpkin pie. And this recipe took so many rounds of making because I wanted to take the sugar out of pumpkin pie. And what I found out is that sugar goes with pumpkin spice. You can't, the two, because when I didn't have any sugar in it, it it had the smell of pumpkin spice. It just tastes texture, (laughs) But it tasted like air. It didn't taste like anything. So the sugar legit brings out the flavor. So I get that. I get the chemistry of it. So I, I went through, so I have literally the least amount 
of sugar possible, coconut sugar and a little maple syrup. Yes. The least amount possible to give it that pumpkin pie flavor. So now what I'm going to do is make my own pie and bring it to Thanksgiving instead of then giving into the temptation, which is what I should have done in the beginning because this is not going to like knock me out or make me crazy to eat this one. But anyway, so the recipes... Um, all came from when you add, like we talk about, the fats back in and take out the grains. Boy, does your brain change. My brain changed. I used to be pretty much a super depressive. Mm. And so that's why for me, this eating this way has literally made me a happier person. You could almost have called your book uh, Eating to Make You Happy. Yes. Which is the implied of eat happy. <laughs> Well, it's funny because people don't believe you. Yes. They think that you're crazy. What about cholesterol? What about this? What about that? Read Cholesterol Clarity yeah. by Jimmy Moore. I've heard of that one. Yeah. That's like that one. <laughs> well, and then when you start talking diet, eat happy and diet just don't go together in most people's no. minds until they eat uh, NSNG, paleo, primal, keto, low carb. Right. And then they're like... Whoa, you know, so maybe that is why Anna Vocino decided to do this book is, you know, hey, you have your own story to tell and your own spin on and philosophy on this whole thing. So, you know, the more the merrier. I agree. I agree. And, and, or at and least the, the merrier, is, the merrier. <laughs> the merrier, the merrier. Look, if we all have are sharing recipes and having better things to eat and better options to cook, we're not going to falter. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. It's really important to kind of stick to it. And uh, a lot of us, I'm not, I could speak for myself at least, have kind of addictive personalities. Mm -hmm. So I even felt at this Thanksgiving after having the pies, all the pies, I felt like all the pies. You you know that feeling when you're eating, when you're not eating keto and you kind of get yourself knocked out of it. Where you're hung, even though you're not hungry physically, yeah. but you're kind of like rooting around in the fridge for something to eat. You know what that is? Uh, so your on hormones. My, um, well, yeah, your hormones. But on on my Thursday podcast, Keto Talk with Jimmy Moore and the Doc, Doctor Adam Nally says that yeah, when you have one cheat meal and you're autoimmune or insulin resistant or have any of these things where you're really sensitive to the carbs, it could take your body seventy two hours before you get normalized again in that. So even if you're still totally ketogenic it. and in ketosis and fat adapted, you have that even one meal mm-hmm. of something that's high carb. It, yeah, it's going to have you hankering basically to eat your hand off uh, for the next 72 hours. until Even you though physically it. you feel full even because you know you hungry. just caked right. out. That's it's right. so crazy. It's a, I don't it, like it's that. I'm not a fan part of that. physiological, but yeah, those hormones are a, I can't say that word on my show because this is a clean podcast, but they're, th- they're that, whatever you thought of when I said that. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, like a few years ago, I woke up on uh, Christmas morning before the kids were up and I went for a three mile run in D.C. and it was pretty cold that morning. And then, you know, I flossed my teeth and got and I realized this is my new normal. Like I've got to take care of my body, even if it means going for a run on Christmas morning before the kids get up. Mm. You know what I mean? Like it's so this is. Every time that you you have a little dalliance outside, you're like, nope. It's very clarifying. Dalliance. I love that word. A dalliance. dalliance. Another British word. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Look who's putting on airs. This girl. right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and, you know, we're kind of digging into something pretty deep here, and it's people eating for really no 
purpose uh, of what eating is supposed to be, and that's nourishment. But a lot of people, especially this time of year, Anna, they emotionally eat, and uh, there are a lot of issues with that. Uh, Have you had experience with that? Oh, God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Actually, you know what's funny is that between Vinny and me, he is literally the most non-emotional eater I and I am that. the most emotional eater. Yeah. And and the thing that I figured out, I, I do I actually do a process every day that's not even related to eating where I look back on the previous day and I see if there were any times, which there always are, that you were bent out of shape about something or something yeah. annoyed you or whatever. And I look back and I try to see what belief that activated like mm. usually it's a, like if something like put me out like traffic or something like that. Why did I get so cranky about it? Generally, it activates a thing. I'm going to be late or I'm angry or, you know, it activates something. And I like to work on my self-improvement that way. I do it every morning as part of my morning routine. And one of the things that I noticed that's helped a lot with the emotional eating, the physical act of eating more fat and cutting out the carbs is tremendous. Mm. That's probably 85 to 90 percent of the work. But then so then when you're stabilized, you can go when you're going to go root for something or I need something crunchy. I need to I need to chomp on something. I guarantee if you stop and go, hey, what is there something here? What is that? Because I know I'm not hungry. Mm-hmm. There's something at the root of it. And you can go, well, you know what? I am angry. I just got this email and I don't know how to handle it. Or yes. my mom was just really critical of me. Or, you know what I mean? You can figure out what it is, but you have to have that wherewithal to stop. And you can't stop when you're on the carb train. You just can't. Sounds like you're talking about the word control. Are you still in control? And the, yeah. you know, the the moment you lose control and definitely the carbs make it a lot harder to hold on to that steering wheel. Carbs are like the Vaseline on your steering wheel. Right. And so, <laughs> and so clean the Vaseline off, eat low carb, and you can hang on to that uh, a whole lot better. Yeah. And it's it's a lot easier to say, oh, ooh, there's that pattern. And then that's what I'm talking about when you when you're peeling back the onion of the diet mentality. And I say in the book very clearly, this is not a diet. I don't have nutritional information in yes. here. It's real food. And I trust that if you eat this way, here's what's going to happen. Your body will tell you when you're hungry. And then your body will tell you when you're full. It's amazing how that works. It's amazing how that works. (laughs) Now, I know that that's difficult to hear because the old me would have wanted nutritional information. Yes. The old me would have wanted to count the fat grams and carb grams and the macros and the micros and the, you know what I mean? dieting. That's that's dieting. And I I don't want to do that anymore. I want to, I want to be able to live my life. Put the dye in dieting. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. There is a reason the first three letters of that word is die. (laughs) Tell you what. It's where people go. (laughs) Yep. Sadly, they go. Uh, And unfortunately, a a lot of this is also rooted in our convenience in our society. And people want things fast. They want things quick. They just don't know how to develop and, and do recipes that are quick and easy so they don't go off the rails during the week. How do you help them with that with your book? Well, the book to me is a very... I'm not going to say all the recipes are are easy, but they're all explained very well. Um, I always try to explain if you cook something on the stovetop, that's the fastest dinner you can make. If you switch to the oven, that's going to take a little longer. And then if you have to do a a recipe with a lot of components that use both, that's going to be like a Sunday dinner type of thing. If you're making like 
you know, chicken tikka masala or shepherd's pie, there are more components and it's going to take longer. But there are plenty of weeknight recipes in here that are very easy. A lot of easy starters to make a lot of you that you can also use as snacks. But I my target person is somebody who knows that they need to eat this way and they're ready to make the switch and they're willing to get into the kitchen. Mm. There is that's such a learning curve. It, it is. And I I just firmly believe that it's cheaper than buying all the pre-prepared foods. Yes. Which is ultimately healthier because you're not going to get those canola oils and weird things added to the pre-prepared foods. Even with high quality food, it's cheaper. Exactly. People don't believe you when you say that. They don't. But it's like when you start an extra, like nobody now would tell, would say out loud, but I just don't have time to exercise. Like it's common knowledge that like you have to make time to do that. They do have, they do say that, but <laughs> I know they're the ones they who have no that, interest in their health. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. And so maybe that's not the people, you know, hopefully eventually I will. But here's, here's a perfect example of reaching out to somebody. My uncle who I'm very close with has type two diabetes and he's never been interested when I've brought stuff up. So you have to kind of take a cue and you can't like force your lifestyle on people. You know what I mean? Mm. You know what I mean? Like people will ask you questions when they're ready. And a couple of nights ago, he calls me and he goes, I was listening to NPR and there was a doctor talking about uh, high fructose corn syrup and childhood obesity. And and I said, was it Dr. Robert Lustig? And he says, yes, it was. And I was like, well, what did you think about what he said? And he's like, well, it made me want to know more about what. And I was like, OK, good. There you go. You know what I mean? So you just have to be there ready with the answer. So this cookbook is for the person who's ready to get back in the kitchen. And honestly, we've been we've all been trained away from the kitchen to be afraid of it. And we shouldn't be. Yeah, it's not rocket science. It's all like it's also like we've all been trained a way to not know how to like hammer a nail. Like it's not rocket science. Like we can do these things. Absolutely. And you can always Google it. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. There are a bajillion videos online. There's a video. Here's how you hammer a nail. Watch out. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Did did you guys ever uh, interview Dr. Lustig on your show? I think Vinny has on one of the other say that episodes I, I want to listen to that episode because he I is would, so like formal. He, he <laughs> wouldn't come on this show. I begged him. I don't him know. Maybe he hasn't. I, I wonder. And it wasn't until Sean Croxton uh, said, hey, he's pretty chill. You need to go on the show that he came on my show. Oh, good. I'd like to hear that. <laughs> so he is really formal. I could do formal. the same for Vinny if uh, you guys haven't had him on yet. So, <laughs> Yeah, he's I would love to talk to him. I mean, he's really just been at the forefront of a lot of stuff and. What a good guy. And on fructose, Richard Johnson would be another one for you guys to get on oh, as well. Yeah. Dr. Richard Johnson. So, well, it's definitely been fun talking to you today, as always, well, Anna Votino. Thank you for me. I, I love it. Absolutely. So you guys can check her out. She's got a website. Gee, imagine that. Of AnnaVotino.com. A-N-N-A-V-O-C-I-N-O.com. And definitely go over to Amazon. Get the Amazon bestseller eat happy gluten-free grain-free low-carb recipe recipes i don't know why i can't say that word today for a joyful <laughs> life and i'm not a professional voiceover actor but i have that's trouble okay. talking sometimes that's okay we all do my darling <laughs> you've never had that happen to you have you uh all the time you know what i can't say digital very well digital 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 I can't it's like that old bit this is my bottom yeah yeah exactly 
Well, thank you, Anna, and uh, best wishes to you on your book. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, thank Happy you. Thanksgiving, Merry Christmas and to you. whenever I talk to you again. I need to come back on uh, your, your show. Now that you yeah. turned it to Fitness Confidential, it sounds so much more debonair than Angry as Trainer. <laughs> it sounds like a 007 podcast about dun, fitness. Dun, 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 but dun, when you dun, listen, dun, dun, you'll realize dun, dun, it's dun, not. <laughs> yes, yeah, definitely It's not. very approachable. <laughs> and you're only on there, what, like every other On the week? Monday show. Oh, on the Monday yeah. show, okay. I started, produce, I started producing the entire podcast, and we did three episodes a week for two and a half years, and then I, I had to just say, hey, I can do one That's a week enough. now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a madman. I, I thought I was a madman in pod, and I am uh, in you podcasting. Are. I do five oh, a week. Oh, you are. I do five a week. So. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's amazing, though. Good. Well, he, the people need it as, as long as the people are clamoring for it. You know, what? it's like you took this celiac uh, diagnosis and you've run with it as your passion. I've done the same thing uh, with what I've done. So, yeah. And you're changing lives and it's wonderful. We all are. We all Yay. are. Yay. Well, Anna, thanks so much for joining us here today on the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show. Thank you, my darling. Coming up next time on the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show, we'll have Jeff Scott Phillips here talking about his engaging new book, Big Fat Food Fraud. Get show notes for today's episode at theliveinlowcarbshow.com. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review at iTunes. Thanks for listening to the Live in La Vida Low Carb Show. We'll see you next time. Disc of Life.